0: personal bias towards being willing to do hard things and hard work, at the core of being a real estate agent, it's one of the biggest gifts that we actually have.
1: When you're willing to do that hard work, you really do set yourself apart and your clients see
0: it as well. Welcome real estate agents. My name is Reed Moore and I am your host for the RMG Agent Podcast and we're here to talk about everything that has to do with you and your real estate career. You can join us or find more information including our action uh, guides on rmgagentpodcast.com. You can also go there to be able to connect with Jake or I if you have questions or comments or anything else you need. I want to encourage you if you haven't listened to our last episode, the S word, it's fantastic. It will encourage you and it will help you in your real estate career. And the same as today's. If if you use the framework that we're going to be talking about today for your thinking, it's going to speed up your success when it comes to real estate. As always, I want to introduce my uh, illustrious co-host, my good friend, Jake Bartlett. Well, welcome again, Jake.
1: Thanks. Hey, I, I'm super excited for today's episode. Uh, we are going to talk about Outwork or Outsmart and when to do which. So, When people are trying to maybe level up their career Mm -hmm. or combat a hard season of, of, you know, real estate, how do they decide whether to outwork it or to outsmart it?
0: It's it's a good question. So when we originally kind of wrote this episode, mm-hmm. we talked about outwork before you outsmart, mm-hmm. and that really that really applies to my my bias and what I've seen over the last 21 years when it comes to people in our industry who accomplish big things, mm-hmm. is they have a tendency to uh, to to work hard, right, and just and to get after it. And when we're talking about it, you know, th- there are times where you need to outsmart. That, that is your next logical step. But when when we when we talk about over the course of a career of a real estate agent, I think it requires us stopping and thinking about what is the next logical step for me when it comes to this. And, and the reason I say that is I wanna say that the, the bias should be to outwork. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to what we see from marketing and, and, and what, what people who are trying to sell us something tell us is that it's all about outsmarting. It's all about outsmarting. And, and I think that if somebody is here in, in any time period of their real estate career, it requires examination, whether it's outwork or outsmart, knowing that most of the time it's actually outwork.
1: Yeah. So when I hear you talking about is I think of um, the easy button. You remember those commercials? Oh, yeah. The easy button. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of companies that are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars pitching to us the easy button of real estate. I'll send you business referrals. Uh, you sign up for my program. We have, right. you know, 2000 people searching on our site in your area and we're going to send you that business. Um, and it generally is usually too good to be true, Sure, and if it's not, you end up spending usually so much time trying to learn that system, and it takes you away from what you're already good at, and so you end up taking away what you could just spend more hard work into and spending hard work into a different spot, and you don't get any more results.
0: Yeah, so when we think about what a real estate agent gets paid, um, a really good real estate agent can make a great living, and you could say that there's no there's no end to the amount of income that you can make. There are some actual practical limitations in our, in our industry. But the reality is, is that the reason that salespeople in general, especially real estate agents, have the ability to make such great money is that the work that we do is hard. It's emotionally hard. Working uh, on the lead generation side of things, getting rejected a lot, that's hard. Working with people through the home buying process, occasionally it's easy, but a lot of times it's hard. And so every time that I want to get away from the things that are hard in my industry, there are people out there that are spending lots and lots and lots of money to make that easier at a substantial cost to me. That's not always a bad thing to pay somebody else to do that. You just have to understand that that really can cap your income producing potential. But the other thing that I think that it caps is I think a lot of times it caps our personal growth because uh, a a personal bias towards being willing to do hard things and hard work at the core of being a real estate agent, it's one of the biggest gifts that we actually have.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And when you choose some of those systems and easy buttons, um, you leave yourself susceptible to not controlling your own business, right. which is a really, really rough time we're going into. If you can't control your leads, it's a, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, and if and if all of a sudden one of those systems changes their pay structure on things, like you could be find yourself doing just as much business for a tenth of what. You were paying,
0: yeah. And there's there's another I think practical thing that that I would just say I would encourage when it comes to the bias of working hard mm-hmm. uh, first. And that is that if if I base my real estate sales business on I'm going to outsmart everybody. The reality is is you are competing at a national scale at a mm-hmm. national level. And you, you think about this in the other social areas where it used to be like a small town uh, couple. Would, you know they would compete uh, at the, with the little local businesses in their small town, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now. They're competing against global business, and it's really hard to outsmart that big global business because of the resources, the, the brains that are involved, and all the rest. But when, when I roll up my sleeves and I say, hey, I, I'm not here to outsmart everybody, but I can do the most important things with focus and with great uh, you know, work ethic. When you do that, you shrink your competition down. Mm -hmm. You don't just shrink it down to the number of people that there are locally, but the other people who are local who are willing to put in that kind of work. And if you do that, you carve out uh, a really, really amazing niche for yourself when it comes to your real estate sales.
1: Yeah, so when you're you're willing to do that hard work, you really do set yourself apart and your clients see it as well.
0: Yes, Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. When we talk about outsmarting, right? I think that the outsmart part of our business, those are moments in time, Mm -hmm. right? So you're, you're, you're running your business and it's growing and it's building. And now you need to learn how to have leverage, whether that's systems leverage or people leverage. And so the very next step may not be to go out and just start hiring. The very next step might be find uh, is the smarter one, which is somebody's done this before, figure out what they've done and learn it. Mm -hmm. Right. So that happens in a moment. So that might be two days. It might be three days. It might be four days. It might be a month worth of research. But then all of that uh, smartness, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. The only thing that causes that to, to move into the next season of your business life is just the hard work. Now I have to go, and, and recruit and hire and hire and hire and fail and fail and fail. And eventually I'm going to be good at it. Not because I got smarter, because I got smarter and then I put it to the test.
1: Yeah. So I would say one thing that I learned from the past is, uh, when you decide to follow somebody else's model and, and follow them, make sure you're asking some really good questions of like, Hey, would you do this again? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like, is this the direction you would go again? Mm -hmm. Because um, we have found some people that we followed from afar that as we became friends with them and found out there, they wouldn't do that again. And that was that was a real eye opener. Um, Also, you have to make sure that uh, you're doing the right hires. And when you're doing leverage, because People will do the leverage. And when you're paying somebody to help you with your paperwork and help run your business, if you take that time that you just got back and you aren't doing more lead generation, you just bought time back, but you didn't buy more business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, I think we've talked about on, on, on another one of our podcasts, and that is that there's a difference between leverage and luxury. And either one are okay, but you have to you have an idea of where you're at right now. Mm. And so um, so if I'm, if I'm getting fatigued and all those kind of things, and I go to take my next step, my next step may be towards luxury and buying my time back. And I might not be able to afford that right now. So right. I just have to be clear on that.
1: Yeah. So the other thing that uh, that you said that I, that I do think is really important is uh, hiring people Having employees is really hard work. It's not easy. You, you're essentially learning a whole new skill set from, right. you know, you could be the best realtor out there. You could have the best client relations. You could have best buyer and seller presentations. You can master negotiations. All of those things are amazing for being a, be, being a realtor. But the second you hire somebody, you now have to know how to lead somebody. You know how to have to know how to train them. Sure. You have to be able to set their systems up for them or be able to point them in the right direction. Yeah. Because the moment that uh, most people fail when they make their first leverage hire, Mm -hmm. let me back up. Usually the first leverage hire is wrong because they hire a buyer's buyer's agent.
0: Right, right. right. They hire somebody on the sales side of things Mm -hmm. to take off some of the hard work, right? right? Yeah.
1: Uh, But what the next problem that, that people typically do is that they hire somebody that's got admin experience and they come in and they're like, here, cool, figure that out. Right. Sure. Which creates a new level of hard, hard issues is that you never trained this person or you never thought about what you do well. Sure. And yeah. how you do it. And then you just expect them to be able to do it your way. Mm-hmm. So all of those things create you know, more problems.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when, when I think about even just like hard work as a bias, um, I think that there's also something that's protective uh, when it comes to your business. And that is it's a mindset. And, mm. and that is if my mindset is I'm going to work for a certain amount of time so that my business, business is easy. There's a part of that that's the dream. Right. There's another part of that that actually causes us to be susceptible to market shifts and other things that are outside of our control, and we have uh, over the course of time eroded some of our good habits. So it's you know what I'm not promoting is being a workaholic, right? We, we always talk about boundaries, talk about controlling your calendar, all of that stuff. But if you wake up one day and you've had it really easy for a while, you have to be able to flip that switch, not to get smarter because smarter you, you've you've done that. You've you've kind of arrived at a new a new level. Level. but now you have to be able to flip that switch again and get back into whatever version of hard work that is whether that's lead generation whether that's leading well whether that's training well but but there's there's um some energy and some effort that goes into that that is going to outlast just your next brilliant idea
1: yeah Yeah, it's just getting back to whatever that new fundamental for whatever level that you're in. And sometimes that's just jumping back into the really hard stuff that you deep down probably don't want to deal with. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. like we know a lot of we know ourselves pretty well. We hide from, from hard things for the most part, uh, unless you're really structured and you're really good at just, I'm going to do that hard thing and then I'm going to be on to the next thing.
0: Right. So one of the things that I've seen with, if anybody who's successful across uh, any area of their life, they make a decision, right? And so hopefully they make a smart decision. And then everything after that is, is just lots and lots of hard work and effort. And the thing about making a good decision is a good decision rarely is good enough to to not evolve mm-hmm. and the only way your good decision evolves is with uh, constant feedback from the marketplace or constant feedback from use and so if i have this bias of you know i'm gonna i'm, I'm going to stop for a second and say hey do i need to outwork or do i need to outsmart the situation as soon as I decide outsmart, I go figure out what that is. And then I always go back to outwork because whatever brilliant decision I made is not going to actually be brilliant enough to stand on its own until it has a clash with reality, which comes through working it out.
1: Yep. So when you've came to the point of, hey, I I need to outsmart, right? Typically, there's gonna be three courses of action that you can take that help you break through whatever you know ceiling that you've hit. and those either are uh, a new system mm-hmm. right a new relationship, sure whether that's you know you're hiring a transaction coordinator or you're hiring somebody on you know to run your paperwork or a new business opportunity, right? Like, yeah, so some sort of um, partnership with somebody right. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So so anytime I'm I'm, I'm dealing with something and I need to take it to the next level. I'm looking at that and I'm asking myself, what is this fundamentally? What is this decision? Right. And then once I once I squared that away, now I'm getting back after it.
1: Do you have any formulas for the next
0: logical step? So I yeah. So I, I think that the next logical step is um is is going to be more activity. Unless your activity is now capping your results. Right. Mm. For example, if, if you're watching an ad on Facebook and somebody's saying, Hey, here's the easy button. Here's the easy button. Here's the easy button. And you are killing yourself. Like you are, you are just grinding, grinding, grinding and you're not getting the results that you, you want for a long period of time. That easy button may be the next step to level up. It might be the smart thing. Mm-hmm. If you see that and you look at it and you say, oh my gosh, if I do that, maybe I don't have to do all of this. It's probably not a smart uh, decision. It's probably a, a work harder decision because, uh, because if you do that, what's going to happen on the backside of that? is all of the hard work that looks just like what you're doing right now, it just happens to be a little different framework, mm. right? Uh, but it's still going to be a long process. And, and what we easily see is somebody who does, does hard work for a period of time, but not long enough and they get frustrated, they get disappointed, they get disillusioned, and then they find a new smart idea and, and then they do the work, mm-hmm. but they don't do it long enough. And then they, they do that over and over again. So after many, many years, instead of instead of five years of doing something at a high level, they have done uh five different things at not a good enough level. And so really they're actually starting over again after five years.
1: Yeah, I see that with um a couple examples. Like somebody that loves doing open houses. Uh, and that's what the core of their business is, but then somebody tells them you need to do a geographic farm, right? So then mm-hmm. you spend all of this time yeah. building the geographic farm, creating postcards, you, you decide who you're going to send them to, you send them out, uh, and you do that for six months, sure. right? You probably never door knock that neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, and then you give up on... Not getting the result because you're not getting the results. Right. Yeah. Well, geographic farm typically takes two years. But in that six months that you spent trying to figure this out, you didn't do any open houses. You took away from what you were good at and you could have just doubled down on, hey, I'm going to I'm going to take what open houses I'm doing and I'm going to do, you know, two more a month. -hmm. And I'm going to door knock an extra 10 doors.
0: So that comes down to, we we talked about in one of our previous episodes, freedom, flexibility and financial upside. And I think one of the, one of the opportunities for us to reset our thinking around a real estate career is, is just that. It's a real estate career. And so if I think about, are you telling me I need to do something consistently for the next two years just to create a foundation? Yeah. Think about the other professionals, right? Think about doctors, think about lawyers, other people that go to school maybe for 10 years just to set a foundation for the rest of their career. Uh, you have that opportunity as well, but it is a different way of thinking from the way a lot of us get into the industry. So so yeah, these things are gonna take some time and they're gonna take some effort, but that's your huge competitive advantage because there are just not that many people that are willing to do really boring, monotonous, hard things for a prolonged period of time. And if you're one of them, you will you will stride out from the pack.
1: When you're saying this, I'm thinking of the, the example I would look at would be baseball, right? Like baseball has minor league. Mm -hmm. that are set up for those those that are going to be good enough to make the pros right they will do the reps and they will do seasons in the minor leagues and they'll move from one team that maybe plays 60 games then they'll play you know 120 game season Mm -hmm. and then maybe they play almost a full 162 game season yeah Before they end up in the pros, because they want these people to have a proven track record that they can do the same thing every single day and be able to get the results once they get to the pros.
0: Yeah. And and do you have to do that to to make it in real estate? In some markets, probably. A lot of times the answer is no. But if you take a step back and you say, this is my career, this is what I'm doing with my work life. Then, then I think you think about it differently and you say, hey, am, am I looking just to get by or am I really trying to stride out and see what's possible for me in my life? What is the personal growth here and what's the economic opportunity? And if I think of it that way, I just approach it differently and I approach hard work differently.
1: Yeah, it seems like to me the... Uh... Something that I've done a, f- a few times is goal setting to the like to the way in the future, sure. right to the end, and then come back. And if you're thinking of your real estate career in like longevity of thirty years or 35, 40 years, these blips and changes in the, in the market don't have as much effect if you're doing the activity that can last in, in thirty years worth of real estate market.
0: Right? Yeah, that's. I think that that's really well said, and and um, just. All of these things come come back to making this decision. Do I need in this moment to outwork or outsmart? And, and my encouragement is, if you come to the conclusion of outsmart, it's get after it. Like f- figure it out. Figure out what the what the the next logical step is. What the smart thing is to do, and then figure out what is the work that needs to happen to to make that so. Because if you set big, big, big goals, um, nobody cares, right? What will actually tell the story of you getting to those goals or not is actually the hard work you're doing today.
1: If you've decided that you are in one of those outsmart times, one of the really smart things that you could do is you could talk to somebody about the ideas that you're having, run them by them, and they can have a say in it. Obviously, they don't get the final say, but they at least have somebody else looking outside, and that can cut the amount of preparation paralysis down
0: it's one of the powerful things about being being interdependent with other people or having a coach working inside of an organization with other people or taking a look at that and saying hey you say you want this here's how you're showing up right Mm -hmm. if you actually want that come on let's go let's go right this isn't my goal this is yours let's go and and um Again, so many people in athletics, they act that way, right? They're inside of teams. They have coaches. And when it comes to sales, uh, especially real estate sales, it's like an athletic venture. That's it's very, very similar. Thanks, guys. Hopefully that will have an impact.
1: Uh, It will empower you and it will encourage you as we go into this season of your real estate career. If you want to uh, speak with me, you can reach out at hello at rmgagentpodcast.com. You can also check out rmgagentpodcast.com. Uh, and check out our next episode. It's going to be invest in growth. It's going to be a good one.